0: Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. It's an honor that you are tuning in, whether you're listening or watching. It is by no accident that you are here, and my hope and prayer is that whatever is said today on today's episode will meet you in a real and relevant way, and that you will know that you were created for such a far greater purpose than anything, anything this world can offer. So color and chaos is a cry that in the chaos there is color when we surrender control and look to our creator, savior, sustainer for a color out of the chaos. So again, it's an honor that you are here and I would love just to pray for you and uh, just to ask the Lord to be with us and to show us what he wants to show us and to grow us in the way that he wants to grow us. So here I want to pray and then uh, we'll jump into today's episode. Thank you again for being here. All right. Lord God, uh, we just want to come to you. We just want to ask you to be with us. Lord, just please um, just help me. Lord, help my words be clear. Help my words be um, of you and not of me. Lord, uh, teach me, grow me, show me what it is that you want me to see. Lord, help me understand more of you and help me surrender more of me. Lord, we need you. We're nothing without you. Lord, I pray for those that are listening or watching this, that are going through a lot of chaos, a lot of hurt, a lot of trials, a lot of trauma right now. Lord, will you just please meet them in a real and relevant way? Just continue to remind them that you are after our hearts and that you are faithful. You are faithful through the ups and downs of life. So Lord, help us just turn to you in this moment and even after this moment that we have together. We need you. Be with us, Lord. In your name we pray and we surrender amen even as a pastor there are times where i pray or worship and i don't really feel anything i don't know if you can relate with that i don't know if there's ever been a time where where maybe you went to the lord in prayer or maybe it was in a difficulty uh maybe even now a difficulty in your life and and you were praying and and you were just wondering lord are you are you there are you listening are you here and maybe you walked away from that, and you just didn't know. You, you didn't feel any different. You didn't feel a peace. You didn't really feel maybe even the joy. It was just you felt the same as right before you went to pray, or maybe even worship. And I know the importance of it, and, and, and I know, like, Lord, I, I know there's different times that I have felt you here, and I felt a... A response, and I felt you you calling me closer to you, and and I felt a an exchange between me and you in this moment. And, and I, I, there's different times that I've felt that, but maybe in the moment you just don't feel it. For for many, and it's even been true in my case that sometimes we go through seasons where it's just a dry season, and so maybe some of you listening or watching this, maybe it's been years. Or months that you've just felt nothing. Maybe it's even been your whole life. Maybe, and this is something that I've I've heard many, many times, and you probably have heard it or maybe even said it before. But but I hear it a lot of, well, I tried church or I tried worship or I tried to read the Bible. And sometimes they they follow it up. Well, I tried it, but it, it's just not for me. One of the things that that I've been thinking about recently is if we don't feel a, a intimacy with the lord does that mean that he's not there so another question is 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 even loved ones in your life you 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 love them you have an appreciation for them but sometimes you just don't feel that connection does that mean that you never had a connection or you never can have a connection now usually when we're talking about relationship of, of course not you can always have a connection. And 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 usually when you when you care about something you you put time and energy and work into it because you you desire that that connection especially if you've experienced that connection before. One of the lies that I feel that so often we believe is this lie that there's something wrong with us because for other people it seems that a walk with Christ just comes naturally. Just becomes easy. It's just easy. You know, I, I remember back in um in junior year of high school before I was a follower of Jesus, i I had the, the I had the knowledge. i I knew what the Bible said about Jesus, and I knew, you know all of that. but there wasn't a close walk with the Lord. i had the I had the intelligence, but I didn't have the heart. And so i I, I called myself a christian and and everything, but I, I just didn't understand how why and and how people could even worship the Lord. You know, like I, I would go to I would go to church every now and then and and they would sing songs and and it, they, I would just look around and I would see people responding in ways that I, I just I, I didn't I didn't want to say that they were being fake. You know, it didn't really look fake, but there was just this lie within me. that was just like, man, I ah, I don't know. I don't know what's what's wrong with me, but I, I just can't have that. I don't know. I don't know. For one, I don't even know how they have that. And I remember a junior year, I've shared this on this podcast before, but there was a girl within my uh, drama class and I saw before class, she was reading the Bible and she was just kind of taking notes and, and I could tell she wasn't doing it for show or anything like that. She was sitting in the back of class. She was sitting there spending time in the Bible before class. And I remember looking at her and within me, I, I longed to have what she had. I wanted just to go up to her and just kind of sit at her feet and say, well, how, do how do you have a heart for this? Why, why does this, why does this matter? Well, like, what are you looking for? Like, how did you get here? How did you get this closeness? And I remember as I was sitting, looking at her in class, I remember just within me, I had that thought of like, man, I want what she has. But then there was a thought that, that, that came also that said, you know what, Jonah, that that'll never be you. <laughs> that'll never be you. And, and it's so weird, right? At that moment, I had that one thought of, I want that. And then, ah, well, you'll never have that. And, and I believed that lie. And by the grace of God, later on in that year, he pierced through my heart, through chaos, through brokenness, through me being on my knees, not having anything else I can rely on, nothing else that I would turn to, no more functional saviors, but turning to him saying, Lord, you are the only one that could get me out of this pit. And Lord, if you could do something with my life, my life is yours. At the end of the day, should we give up on pursuing the Lord when we don't see results? Should should I, in the moments where I, I don't feel what I want to feel or my expectations of what should be isn't met, in those moments, should I just give up? Should we give up? I was uh, sitting with some other pastors recently, and uh, we were just talking about different things, different things going on in our lives right now. And I know as of recording this right now, um it's in the month of January, and i'm I'm preparing to take uh, the students that I pastor at my church to a winter camp. And so I was kind of talking about that with some of the pastors that were around. Um, around 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 the table, and uh, this 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 pastor that I was sitting with, he he started talking about uh, one of the memories that he had at, at a specific camp in this area, and what they would do in the mornings before the students would wake up, uh, there would be a leader that would stay behind uh, to kind of keep a or leaders to keep an eye on the kids, and then um, the 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 pastor, or some other leaders that were there would go off, and they would all gather from all the churches, they would gather together in the central location. And what they would do, they would just have a time of prayer and of worship. So they would pray for the students. They would pray for um, the, the, the day's activities and even just pray for themselves that they would be available uh, for whatever the Lord wanted to show them. While he was there with all these other pastors and they were praying and worshiping, there was something that the camp organizer, the person who owned that camp, there was something that the camp organizer said that stood out to him. And, and what the camp organizer said, he said this. He said, pray until you are praying and worship until you are worshiping. Pray until you are praying and worship until you are worshiping. My mind goes to Psalm 63, where King David, he says something very similar to to what that camp organizer said. And this is Psalm 63, a very famous psalm. You might have heard it before, but tune into the process of pursuit that is present within this Psalm. And this is what David says, Psalm 63. He says this, O God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. He goes on and he says this in verse six. He says, I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night because you are my helper. I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. Something that stands out to me that, that goes along with what, that, what the man shared there at that camp, pray until you are praying and, and, and worship until you are worshiping. David in the Psalm, he's, he's crying out to the Lord at the very beginning. He, he says like, okay, look, uh, intellectually, you are my God. I, I, I know you are my God. But but David goes on to say, look, I, I, I currently am presently searching for you. I search for you. Not only am I presently searching for you, not only do I presently long for you or thirst for you, but I know that I will search for you. And I'm making the decision now that I will long for you. I will, just like I will need to drink water, I, I, I currently am pursuing and I know that I will pursue. He says that I long for you. There's a longing there. So he's so he's wanting more than what he's already experienced of the Lord. He's not settling for where he was, but he's saying, look, where I was is great, but I want to go even deeper. I want to go even farther. Lord, I want to know more of you. David isn't settling for for the relationship of the past. He's not settling for the experiences of the past, but he has a longing within him for even more. He's not satisfied. And even goes on to talk about satisfaction in verse five. He says, you satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. So he knows that the satisfaction within him will never be filled until he experiences the Lord fully But then he recognizes, just like being in a desert, that there is longings within him. But that doesn't mean for him to give up on those longings, because he knows at the end of the day, they will be fulfilled. Ultimately, they will be fulfilled. They currently are not being fulfilled. But he knows that the Lord is capable to satisfy him, to satisfy him, to fill him. And he even says in verse four, he says, I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. So to David, his relationship with the Lord is a lifelong pursuit. It's not just a momentary uh, idea or concept to be grasped and conquered, but instead it's a relationship that is a pursuit that lasts the entire life through the highs and lows, through the goods and the bads, through feeling filled and satisfied and and the moments of not feeling filled and not feeling satisfied, through the moments of intellectual knowledge and power and, and the moments where he's relying on the intellectual power and knowledge of God from yesterday, that you see a pursuit between David and God. And this, this makes me think about that quote about pray until you are praying and worship until you're worshiping. When, when I think about in those moments where, where, where sometimes I'm on my knees and I'm crying out to God, I'm going through hardship or trial or difficulty or chaos or confusion, maybe even seasons of depression or even lasting long, elongated seasons of depression or anxiety or worry in those moments, there's so often I just feel a disconnect But, but it's always crazy because in those moments, there's, there's something within me that drives me to say, don't give up, don't give up. And, and I'm so glad that through the Holy Spirit, that, that the Lord reminds me not to give up because I know that if I give up, I let go of something that even though doesn't feel tangible at the end of the day is there. My mind goes to even even a marriage or a relationship. That it's the things that matter the most that are the hardest things to do. But at the end of the day, the things that matter the most should be the reason why we fight and pursue. I can't help but feel that there's so many, there are so many that give up on the Lord too quickly because they're not seeing the results that they want to see But I want to encourage you, heavy heart, do not give up. Do not give up. Anything that is worth fighting for is worth holding on to. And when it comes to our creator, savior, and sustainer, there's a longing within each and every one of us to be satisfied and be filled that nothing else in this world can satisfy or fill, that we will always continue reaching for the next best thing to fill that void within us. And what I want to appeal to you is that maybe that void is not just to be filled by the things of this world, but it's to be filled by the creator of you, the creator, the savior we all desire someone to save us from even ourselves, to improve us, to grow us, to strengthen us, to remind us of what is real. And At the end of the day, no self-help book is going to produce within me, within you, that, that fulfillment of that desire to be saved. If we can save ourselves, then there would be no suicide. There would be no depression. There would be no just hurt and brokenness. If we had the power to, to, to fix ourselves, then we wouldn't need anybody. But there's a longing within us that only the Lord can fill. But so often we give up on that because we're not feeling what we want to be feeling. There's so many times I get down on my knees in prayer and, and I don't feel it, but, but there's something that reminds me that the, 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 the word, whether it be Psalm 63 or even recently, I've been going through the book of Hosea and in Hosea verse Hosea chapter six, verse three, this is what Hosea says as he's meditating on all the Lord has told him and shown him. Hosea says this, he says, Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him he will respond to us as surely as the arrival of the dawn or the coming of rains in the early spring. I love how he uses that example of, of, of rains in the spring because so often sometimes there, there can be seasons of drought. But at the end of the day, we know that in some seasons where you don't have the rain or you don't have the, the, the snow or the, or the cold or the heat, you await the season to come that you know you can expect there to be the heat or to be the rain. So just like a, a farmer knows that in certain seasons, you can expect certain results. How much more can we expect the everlasting, the eternal Lord of Lord and the King of Kings, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of every single thing, the creator of even your own mind, How much more can we expect for him to reveal himself to those who seek him? I'm reminded also of Jeremiah 29 verse 13, where God tells Jeremiah in his brokenness and his hurt, he says, look, when you seek me, you will find me. When you seek me with all of your heart, he gives Jeremiah a promise, a guarantee. Look, seek me with everything that you are. And I promise me, you will find me. But what if those moments where we don't fill him in prayer or we don't fill him in worship? What if those are the moments where the Lord is saying, do you care? Do you want me? If you do, come, come. Dig a little deeper. I want to grow a faith and a character within you that can only come through the dry season that you're in. Because at the end of the day, when you are dry and you seek the source of rain, you realize that it's not you yourself that can produce the growth or produce the relationship that you seek, but it is all dependent upon me, the God of the rain, to produce the crop within you that you desire to fill. It's also an invitation within us to search our own hearts, to see if there's anything within us that is preventing us from having that intimacy with the Lord. Because at the end of the day, the Lord is holy and he is good and he's pure. And, and there's sometimes where there's things within us that are hindering our prayers from, from from having that intimacy with him, that connection with him, and that relationship to have that, that, that abundance, that thrivingness within us. Because there's there's sin and there's there's brokenness within us that is preventing us from seeing him for who he is. Maybe there's something within us that maybe the Lord wants us to, to surrender. And it's only through the, the moments of, of dryness that we cry out to the God of the rain. I don't thirst for me or I don't even search for uh, the thirst for a blessing. But again, I, I don't search for monetary things or, or, or temporary things of this world, but I'm searching for you, Lord. I want you to fill that which is lacking in me. Like David says here in, in, in Psalms 63, I, I thirst for you. I long for you. In those moments where, where, where we pray, but we don't feel like our prayers are being heard or we worship and we don't feel like our worship is getting through. May it not be an invitation for us to give up. But may it be an invitation for us to pray until we are truly praying and to worship until we are truly worshiping. Lord, break through the dryness and the hurt and the brokenness within me and the hostility within me and the selfishness within me that I stop leaning on my own ability to fill what I am longing for and I stop looking at my own expectations to define how you are going to work in my life But instead I look to you And and Lord, I don't just want to tell you what you can and can't do, but I want you to do whatever you want to do in my heart, in my life, in my mind. Lord, have your will and way through me because at the end of the day, Lord, I'm not giving up. Because Lord, I know that I can pursue you knowing that you every single day, every single moment are pursuing after me. You care about my heart more than I can ever care about myself or care about somebody else. So Lord, in this moment where I don't feel you, I'm looking to you because I know that you are the only one that can help me feel and, and, and to see you for who you are. The pastor that shared this with me, he said that not only did this have an impact on him, But he feels like through him reminding him to pray until you were praying and worship until you were worshiping, that was a moment that it clicked within him of what worship truly was. It was saying, Lord, here I am. But Lord, you are so much higher than who I am and where I'm at. So Lord, I'm I'm looking to you and and I'm, I'm declaring the truth, knowing that you, Lord, is what my focus is after, what my heart is after what my desires and my expectations are after. And Lord, I will not leave until I experience you for who you are, not for who I tell you that you are or who the box of my mind and my heart says that you are. Not what I feel comfortable, Lord. I want to, I want to experience you in a way that goes beyond my comfortability, beyond my understanding. But Lord, I know that you are God and I am not when we pray until we are praying and we worship until we are worshiping and and we and we pursue the lord like like he invited jeremiah in jeremiah 29:13 that seek me with all your heart when we seek him with everything until we find him those are the moments that we come face to face and heart to heart with god and we experience him in a powerful way And sometimes that doesn't happen the night that we want it to happen. Sometimes it doesn't even happen the day or the week that we want it to happen. But through that pursuit, it's a a journey of saying, Lord, help me. Help me respond to you. Lord, help me grow closer to you. And I felt led to share with you and to remind you and to encourage you, do not give up. The Lord is there and he cares. He hears your cries. He hears your heart. He hears your burden. He knows your pain. He is here. But at the end of the day, we have to stop trying to control God and tell him what to do and what not to do. But we have to rely on a faith that God, you are above, you are greater, you are more than me or my understanding or my desires lord have your will and way in my life because at the end of the day the only reason why i have life is because of you it reminds me of jesus's word in, in, in john chapter 10 verse 10 he says look i have come not that you would just have life but life abundantly but in the moments of dryness, we, we may feel like, Lord, you are the reason why I'm not having abundant life. But at the end of the day, no, because the other part of John 10, 10 is that, look, there's a thief that desires to steal, kill and destroy, but take heart. Why? Because I am, I'm, my heart for you is that you will have abundant life despite what the enemy intends to do within your heart and within your mind and within your life. Then the moments of dryness is not just the Lord playing games with us, but it's the Lord overcoming the brokenness within us, within our hearts and within our environment and saying, look, I am here. Look to me, look to me, look to to me, come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Don't give up so easily. Don't walk away. Pray until you fill that intimacy with me, and worship until you fill that closeness, and that that just that humility of heart. No matter what you may be going through, may we seek the Lord until we find Him, and may we pray every single day of our life, knowing that Lord, apart from you, I can do nothing if you listening or watching this right now you feel like maybe you're waiting upon something or or you're or you're you're just in expectation or you're hurting or whatever may we wait until what we what we feel and what we desire is fulfilled But may we in the process let go of our expectations of how that is going to happen. And may we stop trying to find what we long for. But may we long for above the result and above the expectation. May we long for a closer walk with the everlasting God. Jesus cares more about your heart than our comfort. May our hearts cry out for him and not for the things that are just going to fade away. At the end of the day, a relationship with the Lord is an investment, an eternal investment. Anything else, anything else is just a blessing. So Lord, that's the cry of my heart. That's the cry of our heart. Lord, help us seek you above anything else that we may be seeking or anything else that we desire. Lord, give us a, a, a heart like Hosea who cries out, Lord, I, uh, help me. L- l- let us pursue after you no matter what. In the context that, that Hosea was crying out to you, you just reminded him that there was consequences to, to the, 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 the heart that worshiped the idols that each and every one of us is victim and, 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 and guilty of. Lord, we are broken and we feel the brokenness and we feel the disconnect. But Lord, help us not give in to the disconnect and give up in the disconnect, but may we seek you Seek you with a faith, knowing that you will respond. And if that takes a day, if that takes a week, if that takes a year, if that takes a lifetime, Lord, we know that we can trust you. We can trust you. Help us, Lord. Help us in our unbelief. Help us in our hurt. Help us in our pain and our brokenness. Recover the, the broken and the hurting. Restore what has been stolen what has been given up on. Lord, for those that have a billion reasons why you should not be trusted in their life, Lord, may they let that down and give you another opportunity. But may they give you an opportunity with a childlike faith, with hands held high saying, Lord, help me, help me. Lord, we look to you. We long for you. Help us. Help us. May we pray until we are truly praying and seeking your heart, God, not just your hands. And May we worship until we are truly worshiping with hearts that are humble and and, and lives that are laid down on your altar, God. Lord, become more and help us become less. We need you. We want you. Help us need you and want you more. Jesus is upon your name that we we cry out, and it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen, amen. Heavy heart, there is so much more. There is so much more than all of this. Take heart, take heart. He has overcome the world, and he is big enough to overcome whatever distance that is between you to him. If you'd like to reach out to me, unfortunately, on YouTube, uh, the comments are disabled on these videos. I don't know what happened. There's something behind the scenes going on with YouTube. So until I get that resolved, if you'd like to reach out to me, you can email me at talk, T-A-L-K, color in chaos, all one word, at gmail.com. So talk, color in chaos, at gmail.com. You can reach out to me. Let me know what's on your heart, what's on your mind, any ways that I could be praying for you. I want to encourage you. If if there's anything that that that, that I can do to, to, to help you in your walk so that you can take the next step in your walk with Jesus, let me know. I would love to, to be of assistance to you. And then you can also find me on Facebook, Jonah Fair, J-O-N-A-H-F-A-I-R. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, and again, you can email me at talkcolorandchaos.com. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I look forward to hearing from you. And again, heavy heart, rest easy. Rest easy. There is a color in chaos. Do not give up. We are in this together. God bless you. I'll talk to you next week. See ya.